0: Moo and good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Pink Tron. I am Brent Robinson and I am joined today by first Sean Fogenberg. Sean, what are you drinking?
1: Uh it's still morning for ten more minutes, so uh that doesn't mean that I'm not drinking a beer. Uh I have a Deschutes fresh squeezed, so it's, you know, kind of like drinking juice.
0: Very good. And with me also this evening is Steve Pritchard. Steve, what are you drinking?
2: Uh, I'm, I'm on a I'm on a Coke, uh, as I've uh, just hopped off the bike uh, and uh, eating my tea at the same time as well. So very very dull.
0: Yeah, and to round up the dullness, I'm on tea because it's still afternoon and I still have both work and bike riding to do today. So I've opted to uh, <laughs> not compromise either one of those things with an alcoholic beverage today
1: we're on classic boring bread
0: yeah boring bread is back for a friday afternoon but that's okay because you know what's not boring gravel riding in scotland in zwift and that brings us to herd winter racing we are doing two laps of ziti in the Skurr, which is actually three times up the gravel climb of ziti in the Skurr. And uh, none of us have raced it yet this week. So um
1: three times up the gravel and two times up the uh the road climb.
0: Yeah, which is the road climb is super interesting. Well we'll get into it. So yeah, I guess um just over so I guess overview herd winter racing for anyone who's new to the podcast is a scratch race. All categories start at once. The the city in the screw route starts um at the top. I don't know, the outside pens, the not Glasgow pens in Scotland. Uh, it goes... I, I'm pretty sure it does start
1: in the Glasgow pens. Oh, it starts in the Glasgow pens? Yeah, oh, that's why, started, that's, yeah, the, that's the, that's the oh. city part of the city in the skirt.
0: Oh, crap. All right. And anyway, it does go downhill. I know that. <laughs> I can see both the pens are up. It goes downhill to the roundabout and then goes up the gravel climb, down the Asheville climb, up the Asheville climb, down the gla- gravel hill, back up the gravel hill. Down the asphalt hill, back up the asphalt hill, down the gravel hill, and then, last but not least, up the gravel hill to finish on the third time up. Oh, maybe we have someone who's done race one just popping in here, Chris Greenland. Chris, what are you drinking?
3: Recovery Miller Lite.
0: Oh, uh, did you do race one?
3: No, I didn't. I had a ladder league. Uh,
0: oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, we're going to get into that when we get to round the horn of it later. So. Okay. Well, I don't we're know. if Just. I
3: got- able to stick around for that i just want to pop in and
0: say hi good, good. <laughs> it's good you, you've de-boring the podcast 50 percent <laughs> <laughs> with a <the> miller light <laughs> <laughs> what's yeah.
2: steve
3: eating i missed the whole intro steve what are you eating there oh, i
2: don't know if we've entered that i'm i'm eating my tea because i've just i've also just had Lada league, so i'm being boring on coke uh and i'm eating some chicken and rice
3: super boring
0: okay carry on <laughs> So yeah so I mean I, I don't know strategy on this one hold on as long as you can up each climb <laughs> So
1: I think for most people so so we did this in uh in ZRL in the in the like semifinals back in March um and it was a sim like, for me, I think I got through about five climbs before I fully fully blew up. <laughs> uh, and I think that it ends up being one of these races where if you, like, because it is up and down and up and down and up and down, uh, I think there's a lot to be gained by not going 100% on that first climb saving some bullets for the later climbs, uh, especially for those of us who will not be with the front group. So if you're if you're strong enough to be racing, you know, staying with that front group, do all you can to stay with that group. But that's not most of us. Uh, especially since that first climb is is gonna be, well, I don't know how hard it's going to be at this point, considering they've changed the uh, changed the game a bit. Uh, and we'll, we'll need to talk about that, but, um, you know, it's a, it's a three to four minute climb for most people, I think. Um, and that fast, that fast front group is going to get a gap on, on it regardless. Um, and so you kind of want to just go hard enough to get into as good a group as possible. Um, recover down and then even the beginning of that second climb it starts off pretty steep before kind of stair stepping up near the top um so you're going to have to punch hard at the at the start of the uh
2: of the road climb as well yeah this feels like it's the opposite of um some of the flatter rides that we've done on HWR where like there's there's real gain in staying in that group as long as you absolutely can because you're getting dragged along so quickly. Like this one, most of us are going to get dropped at some point. And what you don't want to do is get dropped on a climb and then have nothing on the next climb and find that group behind you that you probably could have sat in are just going too fast and you can't hold them and you, you lose a lot of places that way, don't you? So, yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, it's good, It's going to be tough, um, but yeah, it should be good fun. we'll be doing bike choice. Is this, is this a good point to now talk about the changes to gravel again?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think, it's oh. probably, I mean, that's clear. This is the, this is the, Zgur North is the only part of all of it that has the gravel road type. um, And they've made it easier in the last month or so, give or take six weeks, something like that. So I th- think given the fact that it's going to be up, down, up, down, and there's definitely no way to deal with bike change that you're probably just better off to take a tron i think so like as much as it's going to be finish at the top unless the, the only way i could see that a gravel bike works here is if you're confident enough that you are going to be right at the well i guess i'll, I'll put it way. you're going to be right at the, easy enough to stay with the tippy point of your league and you just need to win the last climb Right. If you if you're confident that you can be with your group of the people that you want to race with to the bottom of the last climb and you need to win the last climb, then you could do it. But you're gonna really need to like be, I would say you're gonna need like 20 minute power that's probably like 20% better than the people you race with (laughs) to hold them, I think.
1: Yeah, so this, I mean in the past the the difference in in watts between a gravel bike and a road bike to do that first climb or or to do the gravel climb was something like 30 or 40 watts it was like it was a big difference uh I had done this where I was I was on a a road bike uh and it was quite a bit slower um or, or you know Comparing the the watts that I needed to do to stick with the front of the race was much, much higher. I'm not actually sure uh just how much the uh
2: the gravel has changed. This is where kind of things like uh the Zwift racing app and Zwift Power are really helpful for kind of seeing who signed up that's close to your ability. Uh, or just knowing the names of people you normally race with, right? Um, so both Swift Racing and Swift Power give you the ability to see people who are similarly matched to you. Um, so,
1: so I have a an actual a, a question here, which is, so I'm looking at the Zwift Insider like Rolling Resistance Changes article, and it says fast dirt, so that the cr the, the rolling resistance on dirt is now faster are we sure that gravel is faster as well that this climb in particular is actually quite a bit faster
0: i was sure there was an update that said that the gravel changed too okay
1: Um... so for example on dirt uh the rolling resistance of road bikes got 80 watts easier and mountain bikes and gravel got 36 watts easier. So there's, uh, you know, it got 40, 44 watts easier to uh, stick with um, a mountain bike or gravel bike on a road bike. Um, if the if that is similar on gravel, then I think that we are uh, good to be on a on a Tron.
2: Yeah, I can I can find an article which I haven't had time to read, which says the one point five two release changed the rolling resistance of dirt for all bike types and also brought performance of Swift's gravel wheels in line with name bag wheels. They but that doesn't,
1: gra- that doesn't say That doesn't say that it made gravel faster.
0: No, no, you're one hundred percent right that's huh. the tra- I, i'm the i'm just remembering there was a there was something i thought a week before that there was a different change
1: that's possible um okay so uh there is something from november 10th that suggests that the difference on gravel between road mountain bike and gravel wheel sets is actually not that big, like 30 uh, percent so it's I, I think that the I think that it is a it's like a 25 watt difference um just from the rolling resistance. but if you're on a lighter bike, uh that difference is going to be less so i think that i think that it is tron
0: is the yeah yeah there's an official so the official game update post to the zwift forums on october 19th said reduced gravel rolling resistance proportionally across road gravel and mountain bike wheel sets so i think that's that's close the gap there
1: yeah i'm seeing this on uh a change it was in the one point five point one update or one point yep. five one update was updated yep. gravel surface. So yep. yeah.
0: So it's that has changed it. Um
1: then I'm gonna I'm gonna write it on a tron.
0: Yeah. I think it's tron.
1: Um uh, I, and this is a separate conversation than whether we think that, uh, making all surfaces very close to road was a, was a good decision, but.
0: Yeah, I think, did we cover that last week?
1: Uh, we mentioned it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, maybe, maybe just making it easier to do bike changes would have been another way of approaching this. Yeah.
0: So, um...
2: I mean, this is where it's hard, right? It, it depends on the gravel. Um, so, the gravel worlds last year were won by people on road bikes. They were riding Canyon Air Road. Like, they just for the there wasn't that much gravel. The gravel wasn't that gnarly. Um, but some gravel is a lot more gnarly. So I, I think we all saw, I think Mary and I shared with us a picture of the descent from the gravel worlds this year. Um, which looked very sketchy. I wouldn't be doing that on the road.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I think that's the right. There's there's sand in the game, which is basically road, uh, and then there's you know gravel and dirt, which get progressively harder. Um. I I have, yeah, I have no no issue with it. Uh, with there being some harder. Uh, harder surfaces to ride, and and needing to be smart about bike choice. I, I feel that I feel like this is really mainly a discussion for racing. Uh, one of the nice things about these the differences in in surfaces was that it introduced um, more strategy into racing, um, and. I, one of the the complaints that people have about Zwift racing is that, you know, there isn't strategy. It really is just a fitness test a lot of the time. And so just having as much additional bits of strategy added as possible is, is a good thing
2: from my perspective. So in conclusion, Tron... I think <laughs> don't so. Go all, don't go all out on the first time. Uh, what's the what's, uh, next race we'll look at?
0: We got Herd Beginner Racing this week is on TikTok.
2: The old Thanks TikTok. for covering my uh, inability to find the right browser window there, Brent. <laughs> so I desperately tapped between uh, Google. <laughs> Google. Um, awesome. Yeah, I love TikTok. I can see it. It's a really good route. There's a, there's a little bit of a climb that you have to be aware of, um, it'll
1: be about 19 K, um, with just, yeah, just the, the one main climb up out of uh saddle springs at the end of the desert. Um, and then kind of a long drag back up to the desert, but you can get, it's usually around then when things are really Kind of speeding up toward the end, so it can get a little, little
2: spicy there. In exciting news, Chris's uh, recovery bit of light appears to have become uh, a recovery short in some form. Of...
3: <laughs> All this talk of Scotland.
2: <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, Zoom was blurring out your foreground and background, so I could see the the, the size and shape of the glass had <laughs> changed. I couldn't get right. anything.
3: No, since this is not a work zoom I can unblur you can see my dollhouse
2: <laughs> <laughs> still For sadly our... the second best background you've deployed Chris after the uh, uh, the bar <laughs> it's accurate um, it's accurate uh, Right, right. <laughs> uh, next uh, one of the climbing events <laughs> That's perfect segue
0: and uh, somebody who runs the climbers gambit can let us know what's going on this week
3: yeah, step into my office. Um,
0: we are doing... Step into my dollhouse.
3: <laughs> step into my, <laughs> stay in my dollhouse. Enjoy some single malt. <clears throat> <laughs> um, <laughs> we are going up Innsbruck forward this weekend to put a wrap on the November series, the Thankful for Hills series. So I feel like we've all had uh, perhaps overexposure to Innsbruck forward of late, thanks to HCC. HCC. And I feel like there's another race that was on this recently, but either way, it's the, the less uh, painful way up. Uh, the stats are 7.4 K at about 6% average, but again, it's one of those stair step climbs. So about, I mean, it's an FTP test uh, at its core. 20 um, something minute effort under that if you're fast but maybe not in a no draft race probably mid-20s for a a b i see and then you're getting closer to 30 for a c and then the d's but bike choice was baffling me on this one i i think i'm gonna go tron on this but i wanted to get uh thoughts from the group anything to add on that six percent average yeah but there are some really nice flat bits there are so maybe 7 8 at the steep there's a couple of really steep pulls that i remember and i think it, nothing really goes double digits right on this there
1: are there are stretches that are in, in the touch. 9 10 11
3: ah shoot okay but
1: short ones yeah
0: and the, like this is forward right like this is the left, mm-hmm. the the clockwise direction correct yeah 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 it is it is a little faster than the other side, which is more, even more push and recover. But um, I don't know when I take the when I go for the climbing stuff, I take the climbing route, put on the leader <laughs> go for the trip up the <laughs> mountain. Where did you get the leader Where did I get it? What was
1: the What was the event
0: that? Uh, I think it was Oktoberfest last okay. year. I think if you rode the Oktoberfest routes, you got you to the like i've got the hat the alpine hat the alpine socks the alpine shoes and the leaderhosen kit and every time i ride in, in innsbruck i put it on
2: i think i mean that's a, the perfect segue into the answer i was going to give there. i think it, it's one of those classic ones that if you're a slightly faster rider it's possibly drum um if you're a slower rider it's probably a climbing bike but i my standard answer, which is pick the bike that you feel fastest on, because I'm pretty sure that that adds more time. If you think you're going to go fast on the bike you've chosen, you tend to do that. And if you think you might be slowed by the bike you've chosen, you tend to ride slower. So yeah, pick pick the pink trunks. It looks cool. You're in Innsbruck. Go really fast. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I just, you, there's only so many times you do like straight climbing stuff. And so when you're doing something like a climber's gambit on um on a on Innsbruck it's like oh let's just put the full climber out there <laughs> you're just it it's it's like comic con
3: then you're cosplaying climbing that's fine
0: <laughs> yeah exactly
1: yeah i think i think that it is uh climbing bike for most riders but like as as Steve said, if you're a fast A, or maybe even maybe the fastest B's, it might be, uh, might be Tron.
3: my climber it is. See, I, I always learn something.
1: Thanks, guys. Uh, and it looks like, yeah, I mean, three three 3.2 will get you up in about 26 minutes. Somewhere in that range, so um, kind of base your base your pacing around that. All right,
0: very good. Next up is the herd of mountain goats, which is on a route called WBR climbing series. Yeah. Which I'll be frank, I had to look up. I have never ridden this route.
1: <laughs> oh, uh, just going back. How far into the route does the climb start?
3: Jesus, Sean. 3.3k. Um, okay. And then so, we 12, so you get a little bit of a descent.
1: So it is not one where you get your warm-up
3: on route. It, uh, I do. Absolutely. <laughs> okay.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'd be, that would be not my warm up. I can I can make three point three k last fifteen minutes quite easily. So. <laughs> Just need to warm up slower. All right, fair.
0: <laughs> you use your heaviest bike to to finish. Just <laughs> well, Ready, and... <laughs> really, really high gear. <laughs> uh...
1: Yeah, Very the good. WBR Climbing Series is, uh, I, I didn't that's realize, great. like, was, is this a, uh, is this a course that was built for the WBR Climbing Series? Was yeah, that, a, a was fun. that an event?
3: Also, what is the WBR Climbing Series?
0: Yeah. No. it was left Sider's giving me zero information about any of this. <laughs> no. It's an event-only route and i could see what it does it, it's um it's basically epic uh Rever- reverse
1: right or reverse. whichever it's the it's the one that goes up the the uh the super long bridge and then through the castle and then the rollers at the top that side yeah
0: to radio tower up the radio tower back down through downtown and then again to the top of the KOM the same direction.
2: So it's mountain route times 1.5 is how it described it. So yeah, we've done we've all done that route. Um, Well, sometimes we've done event stuff where we finish at the top of Epic and most of us press straight on rather than continuing on that route uh, to include the bonus climb. but. Uh, I do remember James Bailey in an early third league race making this a route, which was um interesting. <laughs> I I enjoyed trying to go for the sprint prime. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I'm assuming it's going to be the full route. Uh, yeah, forty three and a half kilometers. So, I mean, you do get a pretty good a pretty good section of downhill the flat between the two climbs um i don't know. i think it's um i don't know i guess it's either a climbing bike to start and then swap at the top of radio tower onto a tron or just take a tron
2: <laughs> it's weird it's a, it looks a cool route but i think it's a route that needs a big field so like if this was in ZRL or something that gets a big field, then you've got the potential for a group to be ahead, but not working, and on that downhill section through to the next epic, the group to really work hard and try and catch up to them, um, and then probably get shelled again on epic. But um, yeah, yeah, it kind of it feels like this one needs a a big field, otherwise it's just quite a long, heavy time trial. <laughs> like you will get there will be gaps on uh, especially on radio. However, it'll be hard to make that group up on the descent. That gap up on the descent unless it's quite small and then you've got the climb again so
1: yeah i think this is i, I guess one of the the downsides of swift racing in general is it's hard to get a good big field for and this is i mean this is it's 44k uh it's hard to get a, a big field on a race like that with with two big climbs uh because if you even if they tried to do this in in ZRL, like no one it's they're going to get a lot of pushback from you know the lower categories who don't want to race for an hour and a half or more um yeah but it would this would be a fun one to race with a big field
2: so what would you do maybe like climbing bike to start because it hits the epic quite early then you could take, you could stop at the top of radio tower and put your most airway bike on and then switch back again second time up epic um
1: i don't know that you need to uh necessarily switch i i think if you switch you switch to a tron and you don't need to switch for the second climb because you're not doing the radio tower again yeah 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 i agree with that so i think yeah. That might be the, that might be the play if you were, if you're, yeah, I guess it kind of depends on where you, where you're at, where you think you're going to be at at the top of the radio tower. If you're with a group, then it's kind of like, do I just stick on the climbing bike and, or do you, or do you just ride the Tron? Like, how much are you losing on the, on the radio tower? I, personally I might just I I might just ride this on a tron.
0: Yeah. Uh, wait,
2: Stampede?
0: Stampede. Stampede is two laps cool. of mech isle loop this week. So um there's effectively zero lead in on this route, so that's kind of handy. <laughs> what is it say when I put it in the spreadsheet? Did I say eight point eight? Nope, eight even. So yeah, there's basically no lead-in. So, um, the this loop has like that's a good
1: time for that's like a what eight? Well, ten to fifteen minute time trial.
0: Um, eight k. You're probably gonna be. I think you'll get some twelve. Twelve is is 10? gonna be like yeah. yeah.
1: That's C's. C's should be able to do twelve minutes at forty.
0: Yeah, I mean there is that hill, right? There is the one climb in it that you're gonna mm-hmm. have to deal with. And then it's a bit just roly, but um, so I'd say getting like I don't even think the A's will cover it in 10. I think that's too fast. Okay. But um like that'll be close. I think the fast A's will be around the 10 minute mark. Um but oh right.
1: Uh, so it, it will be slower. You've got that you've got that little climb and the route and is half dirt.
0: Well, which, that, is a, which is faster is now,
1: but is still not as fast if you're on what I'm guessing is probably the right choice, which is a time trial bike.
0: Yeah, I still think it's all out aero TT bike um, because it's net flat and the the dirt is faster. So there's no way to make that up otherwise. So, but I think it's an interesting pacing challenge. Of course, you got to do that climb twice. So you got to be able to. You, you do want to push those climbs but you got to be able to still pedal the other 80 percent of the course
2: <laughs> at pace you've actually got almost a kilometer where i'd say you can rest quite a lot after the climb there's a little bit of a the profile there's a little bit of a kick um, the thing i remember with the climb is you actually have to push over the bridge so you get up to the top of the climb and feel like you're there you have to keep pushing over the bridge because you can lose a bit of time there but, um, i really like this course i was doing um, I was doing tiny races in D's. Uh, getting back into Swift, there's a couple of tiny races on this, and it's um, yeah, it's cool. It, it's cooling cool there's a bit, there's a bit of a climb. There's some other bits. There's, there's a bit of gravel. Um, it's before the changes, so I think I tried it on the gravel bike, um, and you just monstered people on the climb, and then they caught me by the end. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah.
1: So I've, I'll uh, I'll I I'll revise my estimates and say it'll probably be eleven to. 17 minutes depending on your category
2: well so i just i just looked on strava so this was obviously in a group i managed to seven twenty-three when i did it as a d um but could, sort of upper end of d so i think like 15 16 minutes like time trial arcs probably going to be pretty competitive on the flat. um the group's surging and slowing down a bit more um so yeah i'd, I'd certainly be looking i think top d's will do this in 15 minutes or whatever.
0: Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think too many people be over 16 because that's 30 kilometers an hour. And I think on a TT bike, even at 200 watts, you're going to be 32, 33 in the flats. So, you yeah. know. Yeah. Yep, good. All right. And then we have Bullseye, which I've just had an exchange with Mr. O'Connor. And it will be Seaside Sprint. We're not sure how many laps it is. (laughs) So what is the usual bullseye seaside sprint coming at? Um, Four. We almost usually run four laps or five sprints.
2: Yeah, that's a classic course. Love seaside sprint. Really good.
0: So yeah, so again the bullseye is our points racing where you um score points are being the first across the line at each banner. And because seaside sprint only has the it's just the bridge sprint, right? The Yes. The one with out of the S's is where you the come only down banner.
1: off of the little kicker.
0: Yeah. Which is I mean it's yeah, the it's, most
1: interesting of the the sprints. This is a it's a really interesting sprint
2: to get right. Yeah. Well, especially for bullseye as well, because this is mm-hmm. the one where you take the sharp hairpin right. Um, and that's at the probably the most like lumpy of the little lumps that you go through before you hit go down to the bridge and then sprint, isn't it? So um I think like if, if you're more of a punchy rider than a sprinter, then that's a place to go and you've just got to kind of sort of nail it there and then try and stick it for about 45 seconds um whereas the sprinters will be sort of trying to tempo over there and then they'll hit it and so you hit sort of go down the hill and turn left and that's the point to hit your sprint um and they'll hit it there and it's can you beat them over the line because that's that's all that matters in bullseye isn't it it's over the line first Yeah.
0: No. and having done this probably now like i've probably raced the sprint I would guess I've probably done it like 200 times now. Cause I've done like a bunch of bullseyes and ZRLs and stuff where this comes up a bunch. I would say if you're going to try and shake people on that climb, you got to go a little earlier, right? Like you should almost start from like, cause it's like into the S's. Right. So I think when you hit the top of the lump before that accelerate into the downhill and then try and shake them up. Cause if you just go on the uphill, you can't shake them off the wheel enough. Like it's not far enough distance to shake them off for you get back to the downhill. And then they're dogging you at the bottom and then they come shooting through you onto the bridge. See, so you got to really shake them off your wheel before you get to the top of that climb.
2: Oh, definitely. I found this where um, it was. I was at well, one of the um, World, uh, Club Champs courses where people aren't don't realize that you need, need to boost your power before you hit the little kicker thing. And actually, if you put that little sprint in on the flat bit, as you say, as you hit that dip, then you're already doing the watts when you hit the climb compared to the other person and you can, you can really slingshot past them. So yeah, that's sort of great, great sort of classic Zwifting through there is kind of hit the, hit the bottom, like start accelerating on, on the last bit of the downhill to to hit the uphill, like the place.
0: And remember the bottom of that, the bottom of that before you hit the bridge is like a dip, right? So it goes down and then it goes up to about 4% before leveling out onto the bridge. So you definitely got to start your sprint, from the bottom there because if you don't sprint until you you lose too much speed on the descent on the uphill then it's really hard to accelerate back up through the bridge good have fun with your bullseye everybody thanks brian and i think that's the week of herd racing let's not talk about next week because i don't even want to think about that yet Uh, yeah. All right, let's do around the horn. We were gonna talk about the importance of Discord and tactics. When we were doing racing because we've we've all, well, at least Steve and I, and maybe Chris will chime in on some ladder stuff here. We've had some situations, where certainly communication, both helped, or you know, maybe we just didn't communicate enough to to hurt ourselves in some tactic situations. I we did. Um, I did ZRL this week with the Mustangs and. Um, you know we had a group we, we got dropped on the second I got actually got dropped I guess technically on the third sprint a champion sprint was when I got dropped on ZRL this week Um, and ended up in a group with Nathaniel the psychologist and um, and I can't remember who the other guy was anyway the three of us were in one group and then Josh Christensen was in behind us in another group and then at one point we made a move to try and like keep the other group behind us off and Nathaniel didn't make that move and if we'd been a little more maybe talkative on Discord maybe we would have coordinated that move a little better because we ended up getting caught by the group behind us and then losing it in the sprint but um, so certainly um, Discord in ladder and ZRL is important how about you Steve I think you've had some experience with this too
2: yeah I think I've kind of been thinking about this as we've been having the pod I think a great race to train on as a group, as a TTT, because um, I think what you learn in the TTT is how fast the person on the front can go compared to how slowly the person on the back can go. And actually that's, I think i see a lot of tactics that happen like this in in the ladder league and some of the other races I've seen where, where, where somebody nails it a bit on the front. And what they do is they actually put the people on the back in difficulty so they slowly drop off um and actually might shell the wrong riders or but actually and the, and the flip side of that is what happens is they they don't put enough of an attack to form a gap and they just drag the rest of the team up to the person who's up front um so yeah i, I remember chatting on discord and, uh, and marius you know, father of the herd were, were, were saying like you're going too fast like just sit at this watch per kilo ignore what everyone else is doing the person on the front's doing this first and second doing this to sit in the blob or to sit back in the paceline You just need to sit at this what's per kilo. Um, so yeah, I think I'd, like, I'd recommend people kind of getting together, chatting on discord and like, just doing fun things like have a meetup for an hour, have somebody sit on the front at a what's per kilo that you decide and everyone play a game of how slowly can I go without being dropped. And the person on the front can just stop and wait for you if you get dropped. Right. Um, and then conversely, actually how, how much how hard do i have to attack for that person not to just be sucked up in my draft and and sat along with me so yeah have a play chat to each other i think ttts are a great learning curve as well for for, for sitting in a bunch and doing nothing um what about you sean uh how would you what would you say to people get better tactically i mean to get better tactically uh
1: there's there are a few things. So one, I mean, we we were talking about this beforehand. Uh, there's there is one thing that I think a lot of people don't really realize. Uh, and that is. Especially in ladder league, I think it's important. Don't chase your teammates. Uh, so if there is a if there is someone who is in one of the groups ahead and you have a good uh, you know, a numerical advantage in a group ahead. uh I mean you were you were mentioning that that sometimes you get you get people who will push to try and catch that next group um without really punching to get across to it, you know, doing a hard sprint and instead you end up just bringing the group the group that you are with closer. and if the the group ahead has you have a numerical advantage in, that means you're actually probably dragging more of the other team up closer to the group ahead. Um, and again, that's, that's, a, that is probably something that, that just chatting on discord would, would help, uh, you know, knowing who's up there, how strong they are, how they're feeling is, uh, it,
2: it
1: would help for, for knowing whether or not it's reasonable to chase them down. Um, I, I, <laughs> We we had we had a really good uh, it was it was good that we had Discord going this week so that we knew that Chris was uh, <laughs> dropping out of the race in ZRL.
0: Yeah, Uh-oh. that was great. <laughs> did you have a? <laughs> did you have a? Swift mechanical.
3: Yeah, like everything shut down in in my garage. I like lost power to the trainer and Apple TV, and it booted me out. So. Thanks for bringing that back up, Sean.
0: <laughs> well, at least be thankful that you weren't doing that while trying to run the entire series, <laughs> which seemed to have been a problem in a few of the earlier races this week.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I heard that that Steve
2: lost to and beat Invalid. Yeah, we had um, uh, seventy-one people in the pen. Uh, Seventy of them were on the basic Swift bike in orange Zwift kit, and were named Invalid. Um, so, I mean, unless this is a certain person's latest way of getting a team of themselves and just riding for themselves, like I think it was a bit of weirdness happening there, wasn't it? Um, so, yeah, um, I think this is where I kind of lost out on Discord and just chatting to each other. We, uh, Steph and I in the team together ended up, I ended up probably dropping Steph by just trying to drop people who were in that group with me because I didn't know who he was in it. Uh, and I think we caught somebody else who we kind of we dropped as a collective as well. So just just those kind of little things that we probably would have if we've been chatting and said, "Oh, hey, I'm in this position. You're in this position. You can kind of can work things out." But yeah, I think it's uh, it's important to be chatting to each other. I think I think also on tactics, like it's uh, I, I see a lot of people make half attacks, and I think they don't quite realise um, if you haven't got steering especially that's quite easy to follow like there's something to be said about steering and if you can start on the opposite side of the road and then it's a particularly turny course and you can be in the optimal line you might be able to kind of diesel it off the front but kind of see a lot of people do half an attack um and for where i'm at my ftp is like 2.8 2.9 and people will go off at four and i'm like well I'm, i'm pretty happy that i can sit at three and a bit for a while um, you're not re- like it's going to hurt but you're not really going to drop me whereas if somebody went at eight nine ten even for like you just 10 seconds like I, I've got to make a decision like, I've got to burn a lot of matches yeah I can sprint at that pace for 10 seconds but I'm going to be pretty pooped afterwards so I've got to decide very quickly do I want to burn my matches right then or am I going to let you go and I think that's where kind of the tax is you've got to make people make decisions. Like if people can talk to each other and work out what's going on, you've probably made the wrong decision tactically to attack. Um, you've got to be like, you've got to force people to react, like force people to think, have I got the legs to this or not? So Yeah.
1: I feel like there are two, there are two ways of getting a gap, right? There's what usually happens in Zwift, which is you're on a hill or something and you are just stronger and make people fall off the back. Uh, but then there's the the approach that that Steve just mentioned, which, you know, Mr. Panash himself, you have to you have to really. And, and this actually works best if you're in a. Five to ten person group uh, that realizes that if they chase you, they're actually dragging the rest of the group along with you or with them. Um, and the best way to do it is start at the back of that group and sprint through the group so that by the time you hit the front uh or you know the people see you um if they're not just watching the sidebar just to see if something goes orange if they wait until they see you you're actually already going quite a bit faster than them
2: oh yeah 100 so i um I'm pretty sure some of the guys I raced against in ZRL the week before in London were better sprinters than me. We'd been going really steadily, so I, I'm I'm okay in a 10, 10 second sprint, but I'm quite light. So if someone does the same, can do the same numbers as me, they're probably going to beat me on pure watts. Um, the London course is nice because you got a sight of the finish line, and and I kind of picked up that with about seven hundred meters to go, you hit a little crest. Um, and my theory was nobody's really going to be sprinting from there in my category for everyone's probably going to wait. Most people look to start their sprints sort of four to 300 metres, 500 metres maybe out is the furthest people sprint from. So from that, I know as soon as I hit that little dip, I'm at the back of the group, hit that little dip, I'm full gas over that sprint because I'm like it's a little bit of a climb. I'm probably maximising the the difference in speed between the group. And then after about 10, 15 seconds, it's like, how much can I like hold as big a number as long as I can? Like, I'm, I'm basically above tempo and trying not to cry and be sick in my mouth and things like that. And you can see people behind, like, they're up their what slightly to what you're doing. And that's that's already too late. And then you might see them hit a sprint later. And it's like, well, that's that's a bit of the game, isn't it? Like, sometimes you get caught. Like, I've done that attack at a kilometre, like, things like that. And sometimes I get caught on the line, but more often than not, especially in that kind of group, you just see people kind of look at each other and like. And then suddenly there's that, like, oh shit, I've got a sprint moment and you beat people by 10, 20 meters because you've you've put the effort in and, and made them think. So.
1: And this is probably yeah, even that. more useful now with the new pack dynamics.
2: Yeah. I've not got this, and this is why I think more people need to be on Discord because exactly what you said, Sean, about I, I think not enough people counterpunch so we in our in our ladder league tonight we got about 10 seconds someone's like oh, i'm going to attack back up to you and i think that was actually not the tactic on that one because it was just dragging some of their better riders up but let's sit here and we'll see if they want to chase that person and if they want to chase them and they're motivated and they get to 10 seconds we've sat and rested and at exactly that moment you tend to find the pack slows ever since slightly, and like, there's a classic pro racing as well like, the moment that pack starts to slow, that's when your next rider who said, like, I'm putting my hand up, I'm gonna hit this now, hits it because the team's probably like they they've probably not done a massive effort, but they might have done a coordinated effort. They want to sort of rest and reassess and you just again it's make them make a decision again, hit them in the legs as hard as you can. Somebody goes, makes that big effort, big attack. And like you said, with with the kind of Panache thing, like I'd I'd love it if I had someone who's a bit a bit of a better sprinter than me or the other way around if they're a bit of a better kind of puncher than me. I'd say, hey, you go for it, and I'm just going to sit on this group. And the worst case scenario is they drag me up and actually give me quite a good lead out for the sprint. And the best case scenario is that you go off into the distance, and I just try and beat them in the sprint anyway. So, um, but you got to you got to be coordinating these things on Discord because you, uh, if if you're good enough to react to your teammate doing things just by the info Swift gives you, then the other people in the group are good enough to do that, aren't they? Chris, other than just riding exactly on 3.2 watts per kilogram, um, what tactics do you
3: have? Yeah, we had actually had – it's a good timely conversation because in our ladder league race just a bit ago, we had – it was a 4v4 race, and we only had three of us on Discord, so we were trying to chat in the fourth member while simultaneously, like, triangulating the rest of our efforts around her, it it was a little bit harder than it needed to be. Like it was one of those where we had to react when somebody got dropped, TTT that person back on and it would have been a little bit easier if we had all of us on Discord, I feel. But yeah, trying to like nuance and suss out what the other person is doing uh, is a little bit hard when you're on the limit. So I would say, if you can, get on Discord. It makes everyone's lives a whole lot easier. Um, I know I'm not not saying anything new here, but it would be extraordinarily helpful in a way of been
0: the only thing is, is it's more fun. Like, listen, I get like ninety percent of discord shatter it is web race is just like ten people huffing and puffing, frankly. But, but there are like moments that happen in races that, um, you know, if you just listen to your tunes or whatever you miss and, and like, I, 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 for those who might be new to the podcast who haven't heard this, but, um, we were at a bidet's race once in ZRL and one of the guys got dropped and was out the back and he's singing on the discord. <laughs> so like, you know, s- silliness happens people are good people heard people are fun get get in there and, and have a chat i mean we do hwr and like those d guys are chatting and getting encouragement from the a's and b's and it's all good fun so i think i think it really um for me anyway and i guess everyone can be a bit different but like generally speaking the herd ones are safe nobody's in there is going to tell you to you know Harden up or any other ridiculous thing that you might hear and there. It's encouraging and it's fun. So it I think it adds something in general. So it, even if you haven't done it before, try it out. Because it is, I think, uh really adds to the experience.
2: Yeah, hundred percent
0: I think on that note, we will say thank you to Steve Pritchard. Thank you to Sean Fogberg, Thank you to Chris Greenland. Moo, enjoy your races this weekend, everybody, and good night.
2: Thanks. Good night.